All right, Kevin Stefanski now live in Berea, which we'll turn to here on 92.3 The Fan. You can imagine he's outstanding in the run game, in the pass game, can, can make plays within the offense, can make plays with, with you know outside the framework of the offense. Uh, so a huge challenge and, and somebody that we've played against. And uh, you, you, know, you have a lot of tape on him. You have a lot of uh, practice reps going against him, but he's just a different challenge uh, than you get most weeks in the NFL. Great players around him. Uh, the tight end, number 89, is, is outstanding, uh, as we know. He, he's a really, really productive player. Uh, so the, the scheme presents its challenges, and, and they're surrounded by good players uh, and a bunch of new players. There are some, some new things that they're doing from a personnel standpoint, but they're doing a nice job. Defensively, uh, you know, first-year coordinator, but Mike McDonald has been there, so uh, some similarities to what they've done, but you do see his uh, imprint on, on their defense so far. Obviously, a small sample size, uh, but they're, uh, they're doing a nice job. They still have some big physical football players up front. They're healthy at corner uh, right now. Uh, previous to last year, they're healthy at quarter with 44 and 24 um, manning the outside and, and some really good young talent uh, in the back end, linebackers that can run. So challenge schematically, uh, good, good defense. And then special teams, it's, uh, they're well coached. They've got a great returner. Um, and, uh, you know, some just good football players across the board in, in their coverage phases. So uh, everybody has their work cut out for them this week uh, when you're facing this team. But excited for the challenge of a, a division game on the road. With that, I'll take any questions. Kevin, outside of, of potentially Deion Jones, have you discussed any other personnel changes on defense? Uh, no. I mean, Dion. We're, we're hoping that he gets up to speed this week. Um, other things would be just seeing who's available, that type of thing. Um, Wyatt didn't sound very optimistic about Sunday. Are you ruling him out? Yeah, I mean, it's doubtful, I would tell you. Uh, you know, I don't like ruling guys out on Wednesdays. Uh, so we'll see how treatment goes and those type of things. But he'll continue to rehab and, and try to make it back. Um, with Miles. You know, he said after the game he was confident that he'd be able to play Sunday. He's not practicing today, um, but do you still feel like he's on track to play? I do. Kellen Mond, Lamar this week, and is he the scout team QB every week? Uh, we, it's a little bit of everybody week to week. Josh Dobbs takes a lot of those reps to give himself, get himself ready and, and stay sharp. Uh, so you'll get a little bit of all those guys. You may take some... Other players put him back there on certain plays just to really uh, work that speed element of it. So uh, w there's a bunch of guys that will try to fill that role. Have you had to use a receiver in the past? We have. Mm -hmm. well, uh, said, well, first off, here's the first question. We know that Jacoby uh, talked to the team after the game Sunday. And of course, I don't expect you to tell me what he said. <laughs> were you in there when he talked, or was that after? No, was, we were on there. Do you think those kinds of messages work? Do they can they, do they carry over, or or how do you look at those? Yeah, I would just tell you, Jeff. Whenever a player speaks up, players listen. It's and it's you know this is a peer-led thing. Uh, Jacoby's seen a lot in his career. I know he's a young man still, but he's seen a lot. So I think it's important when he does speak up. I, th I think the guys do listen. Uh, but at the end of the day, it is a matter of doing. You know, we do need to just follow through uh, on, on all the things that we're talking about. Kevin, on the subject of players stepping up and leadership and things like that, JJ3 uh, said today that he doesn't feel like everyone is on the task at hand when they're outside 
of this building. And you know, you can't teach self-motivation, but do you agree with that? And, and how, you know, how, how do you get the team to uh, invest that extra time away from the facility? Yeah, I, I've, I've talked to John and I've talked to the leadership group and talked to a lot of the young players. And, and this is, you know, you, you do want these guys to take their jobs seriously. This is a this is a job at the end of the day, and you got to spend time with it. When you're in the building, you got to spend time away from the building. So, there are young players, of course, that you're trying to teach them how to be a pro. Until you teach them, there are some guys that don't know. So, um, like most teams, you have young players that you're bringing along. But uh, I think the guys do a good job of pouring everything they have into these weeks, and uh, you know, we we fill up their day and we fill it up with whether it's meetings and walkthroughs and practice and lifting and rehab and those type of things. Uh, but there's also an element of this job that you do uh, stay committed to it outside of this building. How's Lamar gotten better as a passer? Yeah, I mean, he makes – he's good. I mean, he makes plays from the pocket. He makes plays outside the pocket. Uh, he, he spreads the ball around. He doesn't target one area of the field. He doesn't target one player. I think he spreads the ball around. I think he's, he's accurate. The ball comes out on time. Uh, you know, he's just dangerous because, like I mentioned earlier, within the framework of the offense, it's a well-schemed-up offense. And when you have the quarterback that can carry the ball and become that, you know, the, the defense has to account for him in the run game, that's difficult from a run fit. And I think every team that plays him uh, understands that. And then when that same guy can beat you from the pocket with his arm, it presents all sorts of other challenges. The thing you said about everyone uh, staying committed outside the building, do you think that's just limited to rookies? Do you think you have some veterans who are exhibiting that kind of commitment? No, I wouldn't go so far as to say that, Tony. I think, you know, my message to the team, when, when you're not uh, producing how you want to produce, we all have to do our jobs, and then we all just have to do more. Uh, I think it's do your job a little bit better, but let's, let's do more. What more can we do? Phillips was talking about that earlier, and he said that, like preparation for the next day's practice is that something that's needed you know like like if you go home and you like part of that preparation is that something that I think it's it's probably a little bit different for each position group Marla and I think again I think having vets in each room to show the guys the way and I think is really important I think as coaches we are play a factor in that and giving guys projects to homework to do so to speak uh, so it's just I, I think so often in my career, just watching young players as they come to this league, they're really raised by their room in a lot of ways. And when you have a room with some veterans that can show them the way, I think that's ideal. Um, and you said earlier in the year that sometimes you have the guys like write down on a piece of paper what they want to get better, bring it in the next day. Is that something that continues throughout the year? Or is that just really an emphasis in camp? And then you just hope they do it on their own? Yeah, I think it, it's definitely a big emphasis in the off season in terms of skill uh, development and, and that type of thing. Uh, I do know that as the season goes on, some of the most important work you do at practices during that individual period where you're just refining those skills. So uh, I don't think any of the players or the coaches uh, assume that guys are as good as they're going to be technique-wise when the season starts. I do think that there's an ability to get better there. Yelda, the guy right guard of can't go. He's an option. Yeah, there, there's a bunch of different guys that have played in there. Um, Yelda was a guy, obviously, that finished out the game and uh, last week, but we'll kind of see where we go this week. If Wyatt doesn't play, is the thing you miss most when he's not out there is just the physicality he brings to the run game? Yeah, yeah I mean, he's a good player. Uh, he, Yeah, he's a 
good in the run game, good in the pass game, has played a lot of good reps for us, played a lot for us over the last few years. Uh, the Ravens and their, their takeaways, they've got eight interceptions, which I think is third or tied for third in the yep. NFL, four forced fumbles or something like that. Um, defensively, they might not be the best pass defense statistically right now, but what about the fact that they're taking it away? Yeah, I think uh, they're doing a really nice job, Mary Kay, and, and they're doing things a little bit different uh, than they've done maybe in years past, uh, just some of the percentages of certain coverages they're playing and those type of things. But at the end of the day, they have the uh, players to play at all. They can play man, they can play zone, they can play all different versions of zone. Um, and I think they're doing a nice job when they're visual on the quarterback. Uh, they're breaking on the ball. They're tipping the ball in the air, coming down with interceptions. So uh, a bunch of versatile players in the back end. Is, um, you talk about options at right guard there. What's going on with Chris Hubbard? Is he healthy? Can he? He's healthy. He's really playing more tackle for us right now. But he, but he has played guard. In he has. Yeah, yeah, but in this instance, I, I still think he's a tackle for us. They've had its problems the last three games, and yet two of their best games last year were against the Ravens. How much do you look at that, and how much do you show that to the players? Yeah, I mean, of course, you watch a lot of that, Tony, uh, and, and so do they. Uh, you know, they, they look at the tape to see how we tried to defend them, uh, so they're going to have their uh, adjustments off of that. We look at it, see what worked, what didn't work. Um, you know, just getting back to earlier, it's a unique challenge playing the Ravens. They're, they do things different than, than most offenses that you're going to see on a week-to-week -week basis. So it is very specific to that week. Uh, and then it's just kind of incumbent upon us to have a plan that our guys can go play and play fast. What do you need to see out of Jadavian this week to, for him to, to be able to play Sunday? Yeah, he's coming along. You know, he's, he's rehabbing very hard. He wants to get out there. I think you got to just see him practice and make sure that physically he can go be himself. When you look at a pair like Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews, you, know, you go into that game knowing those two guys are going to connect and, and find each other, and you're spending hours trying to stop that connection. How are they still able to kind of overcome that week in and week out? Yeah, I think every team goes in trying to shut them down, and I think realistically that's really difficult to do. You want to slow them down, obviously. Uh, at the end of the day, you want to score more points than their offense. Uh, but you, you go into every time you're playing this offense and, and you have your rules and, and you need to tackle well and you need to do all those little things. And you also need to realize they have a really, really good player at quarterback. He's a great player at tight end. They're going to make their plays. Can you limit those? Can you limit uh, the big ones and, and tackle and get them on the ground? Can you, uh, you know, force them into some negative plays? But to say that you're just going to go and shut them out, I just nobody's done that. Have you seen out of the Ravens' run defense, especially against Saquon last week, and schematically, um, are they similar at all to what the Patriots did to you guys? Uh, some similarities, yeah, definitely some similarities just with five guys on the line of scrimmage. Um, they're physical, they're, they're big, um, obviously powerful, Matabuke, Calais Campbell in there, uh, good players on the edges, um, but th they're going to rotate. They uh, play multiple fronts. They pl play multiple coverages. Uh, you know, we'll see what their plan is for us uh, and, and vice versa. But they're, uh, it, it's a stout front. Lamar's had four interceptions in the fourth quarter this year, I think. Last year, you guys obviously picked them off four times. Do you see that there – do you go to the game expecting there may be opportunities to – to get the football from him, you know, create turnovers, that sort of thing? Well, I, I think you try every game. I mean, you're trying to take it away. Yeah. You, I don't think you want to go into a game just 
trying to let them give it to you. That just doesn't happen. I think mentality-wise for the defense is they have to go take it away, whether it's a strip you know, on a sack, a strip on a tackle, a punching of it out, tipping a ball, you know, breaking on a ball, those type of things. I think you have to have that mentality that you're going to go take it away. I know you don't want to say what Jacoby said, but can you say anything about just the emotion or the moment that house did feel like an important moment or anything? Again, I have a ton of respect for Jacoby, as does the entire team. Uh, so when one of the, the, the leaders in the football team speaks up in any setting, uh, the guys listen. It, it's, a, it's an important part of leadership. When those guys feel like they want to share, they share. It's been something like last year it was slow going until you got to that Ravens game, I think. Um, I know guys have talked about them being contagious. I know you guys drill takeaways so much. Like, is there anything more that, that can happen to create those or manufacture them or just we're kind try, of like I mean, you're, we're trying. Every team's trying to get, get the ball. It's a, such a huge part of, of this game. Uh, getting more opportunities for your off scoring on defense, getting opportunities for your offense, setting an offense up for a score. I mean, it's, it's a, a formula for winning across the NFL, obviously. Uh, and you can win games where you don't take it away. It's just it becomes more difficult. And then it's very important for the offense to take care of the ball. But in terms of, no, you can't speak it into existence. So what, what can you do? You can work it at practice. You can drill it. You can emphasize it. You can watch tape. You can talk about it in the meeting room. Good. Okay. Thanks, guys. That's Kevin Stefanski. Thanks, Coach. Not really concerned about what John Johnson III had to say. Interesting. Uh, press conferences are brought to us by Nissan of North Homestead and I-90 Nissan in Sheffield Village. You can shop online at bignissan.com. Did you get that impression, Andy? Let's let's discuss that next. Oh, what, what I've got you? something else to discuss, too. All right. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait. It's mm -hmm. coming up on Baskin and Phelps. Daryl asked him about the comments from John Johnson III about in quick summation, maybe the guys need to be a little more invested. And Kevin didn't seem rattled or mm -mm. overly concerned. No, he Is didn't that fair? Seem, yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. Okay. All right. And I do think he knew that he had to answer that question already. Seemed very Didn't uh, it seem like out. he knew that was coming? Seemed very thought out. Yeah, like and maybe that, he, you know, I had talked to him, I thought he said. Yeah. And our and, leaders. And other leaders. That's okay. But maybe that's his message that he wants out there, too. Kevin might want that message out there. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, there's a possibility on that. Well, I'm glad he didn't seem overly concerned, if you want to know the truth. Yeah, I don't. I, or I, rattled. I do. We should play that cut again here at some point, just so people can hear exactly what he said. But I do have more pressing issues from that press conference. Uh-oh. Uh, Coach Kevigan, are you here? I'm just checking. Yeah, we can address the media real quick, Andy. Okay, I'm just curious. Was there a meeting by one of the players after the game? On Sunday? Andy, we meet every day inside of our rooms, and we are able to accomplish the tasks at hand that are put forward by the entire coaching staff. Not just me, but what we're able to con to put together. Come on, if, if you were really an Ivy Leaguer, you'd have known. With, well, he to, to put together with, with Coach Callahan and, and, and Coach Preef and AVP, and, and, of course, Coach Woods as well inside of our rooms. And we were able to really announce that message to the team. And they seem to have taken it. Okay. I'm not actually – so we, the media, know that you talked to Jacoby Brissett. Um, did you hear Jacoby Brissett speak to the team? I did. I was in, the, I was in that room. And do you want to let us know what he said? <sighs> 
I know you have to ask the question, Andy, but I'd prefer if that information stayed between the 53 men on that roster and our coaching staff and what Andrew Barry has been able to put together inside of that locker room. But the communication in there is strong and remains strong. Okay, I know you don't want to answer the question. Can you tell us what his body language was like then during uh, what he was saying? I'm, I'm not the guy you want assessing body language, Andy. I don't do vibes. I don't do body language. I worry about what we are able to accomplish between those white lines on Sundays. Was he able to use any tools, maybe perhaps a PowerPoint presentation or slideshow, as the kids would call it these days? Kids would call it the slideshow? <laughs> yeah. Andy, we have the ability inside of our rooms to have visual aid for the guys to supplement their points, but that visual aid is usually reserved for our coaching staff to bring forth our message is to see what we can accomplish on the grass every single week, and especially during our practice and our individual periods that they can improve upon. Was there a chance that he used a chalkboard, perhaps where he would have used chalk or maybe even a Sharpie up on a piece of paper? You know, we don't find that squeak that comes from the chalk to be beneficial for our guys. We keep the chalk on the grass to to show where the yard markers are that we are attempting to accomplish. At any point during the message that he gave the oh team, did he God. spit? Did he spit? Did, did, can you give us any insight into this message? Yeah, I mean, it, uh, enunciation is key to what we try to accomplish inside of our rooms. And with enunciation will come a little bit of saliva that will come out to make sure that our vowels and consonants are perfectly rounded. Oh, now I get it. No, so I know exactly what he said, team. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. Thanks, Andy. He has had probably 30 questions about that meeting and not one person has said anything that's going to be said about that I, I i am impressed by our media by the fact that they want to continue to ask you just know there are times you're not going to get any information especially in that setting so coach kevin i appreciate your time as much as i appreciate uh coach stefanski's time as well yeah andy it's it's part of the job that we have to do to make sure that our fans and our media are understanding what we need them to understand from inside of our building. You have the sigh followed by the yeah down perfect. Oh, it's the <laughs> sense of frustration. <laughs> yeah, it's the sense of frustration at it's, the beginning. The whole thing with Stefanski is you have to be polite and annoyed at the same exact time that you're doing this. Like, you are so upset that you have to stand up in the front, but you have to be polite about it because you know they're just trying to do their job. I loved it when he said our young players are – are being raised by the room. I thought, boy, four walls. No wonder they're lacking in social skill. <laughs> what are communications an issue? <laughs> There's nobody to talk to. I'm sitting in this room by myself. In most countries, that's considered torture. If anyone else has questions for Coach Kevigan, please give us a call, 216 Well, Andy, if you want it, our Twitter mentions are powered by Shiba Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. You can always tweet the show at CLE Talking Heads like Robert did here. Ask Coach Kevigan. If you would have started Shane Bieber yesterday. <laughs> oh, Coach Kevigan, would you have started Coach Bieber yesterday? Got Coach Bieber. Coach Shane Bieber. Bieber. Yeah. yeah. It was something that was discussed inside of our rooms, Robert, and we felt with the help of the medical staff that it would be best for Shane to wait another day or two before throwing again. We did not want to put that kind of pressure, though he has been excellent among those individual periods in really trying to better himself and therefore bettering the team. Okay. Coach Kevin, do you have the lottery numbers for tonight? Oh, stop. Andy, I do, but I can't hand those out to you. We can't give that game. 
plan out there today. But let me tell you, it has worked really hard with our film staff, the team that AB has put together to get those numbers, and the numbers provided to us by our new analysts. Oh, yeah. Oh, good Who, call Who, by there. the way, have nothing to do with football. They're all just... Honestly, We guy. made a big deal about that the other day, and I was like, why is ESPN reporting this? And it's their business reporter talking about their marketing analysts. Like, what, what, what jerseys to be selling? That's what it was. Talk about a big deal about nothing. I just... I find myself pulling for that guy like crazy. Coach Kevigan or Coach Stefanski? No, I, Coach Kevigan, he's on his own. I would have been fired but weeks ago. Coach Stefanski, it, I honestly think that the man is a good NFL head coach, and I think he could become a very good NFL head coach. And I, I think the last game was just, it was not, it was, and I won't call it an aberration, it was the worst game of the year. There are other games they could have won and everything else, Andy, but that one, it was just like, oh, man. And they've got to bounce back. And the uh, schedule I, is not conducive to bouncing back. I, I, the more we hear these press conferences, the more I am hearing Kevin Shermer. I, I just hear – or Pat Stefanski. Doesn't it feel the same way? Oh, here we go. Press conference time. Another one. Finish your thought. No, that's just it. I just – I think a lot of the things he says are the same things that, that we've heard, you know, time and time again from other coaches. And it's just like – Okay, I get it. Let's just let's start just being accountable for when teams can run at us 15 straight times in a row. Just explain to us. Like, just tell us, hey, you know what? Our DBs stunk today, and they know they stunk today, and we couldn't figure it out. And guess what? The adjustment we didn't make. Instead of saying this one's on me, just be honest with us. Is accountability to players in a situation like that a beneficial thing for the players in the team? I think what you just said, our DBs – we're not good today. Yeah. I don't think that's a bad thing to say. No, I don't either, especially if you don't want your head coach to have to say that week in and week out. And, I, I mean, look, Kevin could be calling the right play every play. Yeah. Joe Woods could be calling the right play, but if guys don't execute the play, then. But if guys don't execute the play, then maybe you didn't call the right play. You know what I mean? Maybe there's in too much certain, on their plate. Maybe know. there's. I don't know. I, I, we don't know because you know the, with eleven guys, the very. I mean, you want to talk about analytics? You've got a lot of things that can go wrong on both sides of the ball. Tom is in Illyria. Hi, Tom. Hey, Tom. Tom, hang on one second. Dano, can you punch up line two? Hi, Tom. Hey, Tom. Yeah. Hi, guys. Uh, you know what? I think Kevin Stefanski missed his calling. He should have been a psychiatrist. He's got the voice perfect for the job. Uh, the other thing, did you guys happen to watch 60 Minutes Sunday night with uh, Deion Sanders? I missed it. I saw the tease for it. I did not watch it. All right. Basically, he's taking that Jackson State team, and they're undefeated. He's be able to recruit a lot of guys. But at the end, they asked him, I said, they asked him, they said, Deion, would you ever consider coaching in the NFL? And he said, absolutely not. He said, they asked him why. He said there's no accountability of the players and management backs up the players and doesn't back up the coach. He said, I'd never put myself in that position. Yeah, I think there's one coach that, that doesn't have to live by those rules, and he is in New England still. But I agree with you. Almost running his own franchise. Dude. Yeah, he, yeah, basically. Yeah. All right, Tom. Thanks, thanks Tom. You. Appreciate that. Jason's in Menor. Hello, Jason. Jason, how are you? Good, fellas. Coach, I got a question for you. No, Coach uh, Coach Kevigan, he's a question for you. Coach Kevin. Yeah. Okay. What 
it's time to give up play calling. Can you can you kindly let somebody else make some play calls here? Who is calling the plays, Jason? Well, that is important to the fan base and the media and, of course, our guys to hear the same consistent voice. It does fall under my responsibility, but that game plan is put together by our offensive staff and AVP, and we are able to execute that between the white lines and inside of our rooms. And so I won't because I want our guys to really be able to focus in on what they do best. Wow, that was good stuff. And we figured out what that is. Though. I'm smarter. Can we stop the show? I'm smarter. There's the issue. What do they do best? Run the football. Are they focusing on it? No. They're not. I, I just. Hey, Nick, we're in a close football game here in the second half. We're going to give you three carries. Good luck. Impact the game, please. <laughs> Why is it so hard to give the most talented players the, the opportunity to, pro- to play? I don't know. But, oh, we're going to outthink you on this one. If, Desha- Ooh, they if Deshaun Watson Let's throws, pass. if Deshaun throws forty-five times in a game, Andy, well, you've lost. Well, n- you've lost. Yes, but you're paying him two hundred and thirty million dollars. Make some plays. There you go. You're not expecting Jacoby Brissett to be the guy who does that for you. I'm sorry. I thought you said Jacoby. No. Uh, my bad. I, I don't know that they necessarily lose if he's I, – I want him to run the ball. No, Deshaun's – that, that's what brought him here thing, before. He, yeah. He's supposed to make plays. Yeah. Right? That, that's not, his deal. I, I'll make be honest. Plays. I have no expectations for him this season. I expect him to be rusty and that he's going to be able to use the last couple of games of the season to kind of get back into game shape. He's not in game – I don't know how you can be in game shape when you don't have professional athletes coming at you in every practice, whether they're hitting you or not. I, I do you really I do you have expectations when he comes back for him to be a, a you know a Pro Bowl quarterback? I don't. I don't think that's fair to anybody. I I expect Deshaun Watson to be a really really good upper echelon NFL quarterback. Week one in twenty twenty three. Okay, that's more like it. I I just is that fair? Yeah, I think we are going to have frustrated fans for those last yeah. couple games of the season. Because they're expecting him to walk out on the field yep. and just win every time he's out there. I that is not going to happen. No. I have no, no uh, misconception that that's going to happen. You know what could help him incredibly? Hmm. Coach Kevigan? Re- rely on the running game. Agree. If you have him. He should have to go through Coach Kevigan training before he has to if, sit through any more press conferences. If you have Deshaun at quarterback and you're giving the ball to Nick and Kareem, you imagine what play action is going to do for Deshaun Watson? That would give him a real, a real nice little boost, real nice advantage, and could really help him get back into football. I don't think there's any questions. You heard what Kevin said about not being overly fired up about what John Johnson III said. What do you say about that? It's Baskin and Phelps here on The Fan. It's time to support your favorite MLB superstars and let your voice be heard with the 2024 MLB All-Star Ballot presented by BuildSubmarines.com. That's right, you get to help choose the starting lineups for the Midsummer Classic and decide who represents your team at the MLB All-Star Game presented by MasterCard this summer in Arlington. He makes the play! So make your picks today at MLB.com slash vote. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.